This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And we're going to do things a little differently today because you might have noticed uh, that this episode is not a movie. It's not about a movie. Yeah. We're not going to see a movie. Because there's absolutely no movies in the cinema at the moment. No, it's a drought. It's a cinematic <laughs> drought. The biggest movie at the cinemas at the moment is a film by Michael Flatley. Which we admittedly are very excited yeah. to see and we are going to see and that is going to be our 250th episode Yeah, we had to keep it for that episode. So that is coming, but there's nothing really else on. And then we were like scrolling through the Netflixes and the Primes and looking for a movie to watch. And we were just like, why don't we just talk about what everyone else is talking about? Yeah. Which is effectively more cinematic than all of those movies combined anyway. Exactly. So here we are. The Lord of the Rings. the One of the franchises that for me redefined cinematic spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, uh, this was a franchise that like I was um, 16 years old when this came out 16, 17 and those three years where we got one of them every Christmas was just magic such a treat yeah absolute magic and normally we do our TV reviews over on our Patreon and we are going to review the whole of this series over on our Patreon but the first two episodes because they got dropped in a double back to back we're going to talk about both the first two episodes right now first without spoilers and then we'll go into spoilers so we'll give you some warning before we hit spoilers but yeah it's interesting you had that experience you watched them every year in the cinema I never saw them in the cinema and for whatever reason they passed me by and I wasn't particularly interested in them and then years later you showed me them and I really liked them and then we went to New Zealand and every hostel we stayed in was playing them in the background <laughs> and then we went to we visited the set we Hobbiton. Hobbiton we went to Witta studios yeah which was which, which, amazing um, and they're doing the effects for this uh, show oh great yeah. love to hear it um so yeah i like the movies enjoyed all those things but i was never like as into them as you were and then 
personally for me I read the Hobbit book but I was never bothered watching the Hobbit movies I just couldn't I read the book and I thought you know what I can't see you this did. You being watched, across three movies you watched the first one with me at an outdoor cinema in, did I? in Sydney yeah you don't even remember well I certainly um, didn't watch the next two no you didn't um, I watched them with other people and uh, yeah enough said about those movies they, they weren't <laughs> particularly great but Peter Jackson is amazing and when you go and visit Weta Studios it's unreal like it's so cool and we saw when we saw Hobbit on that was so cool so like I definitely have a love for this franchise I'm just not particularly bothered about it and like when Amazon said they were making this and they're going to spend over the course of the few series they're making a billion dollars I'm like that's they're ridiculous. spending a billion dollars yeah but yeah. yeah sorry they're spending a billion dollars they're not the, made though who knows what they're no, making because it's so hard to attribute but including like weird streaming paying quarter of a billion dollars or something for the streaming rights but um now that it's here I'm excited to watch it. Um, and how weird that, we got to say, how weird that it, it is on TV at the same time as a high profile Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones show. Yeah, so weird. Which also, odd, right? by the way, um, House of the Dragon, we're doing weekly reviews on that over on our Patreon as well. But anyway, let's go watch it because I'm fascinated. All right. Yeah, let's stick it on right yeah, now. Yeah, and see we'll see you here very shortly. Bye. There was a time when the world was so young. There had not yet been a sunrise. But even then, there was light. Come to me, come to me, lands far away. Elves have forests to protect. Dwarfs their mines. Mend their fields of grain. But we Harfoots have each other. For I must now wander this wandering day. We're safe. You have fought long enough, Galadriel. Put up your sword. The enemy is still out there. The question now is where? It is over. You have not seen what I've seen. I have seen my share. You have not seen... ...what I have seen. Right, we're back. So we've watched a double bill, which I, I will say was the length of a movie. So guys, like, no, no, don't give us any shit for this, right? We're treating it as a movie. And I'm sorry we're not out walking, but um, it's currently torrentially raining. Yeah, it's really, they, there's storms here yeah, in Cork. There's storms afoot. We cannot go outside. Um, oh my God, I really enjoyed those two episodes of TV. Uh, they were a spectacle. I think this show looks incredible, right? It's gorgeous. And I have two thoughts at the same time, which like is A, The Hobbit. I was like, it's outrageous they're stringing this book out into three movies. I'd never want to go see it in the cinema. And then B, I'm watching this going, fuck, I'd love to see this in the cinema. But this has loads of plot, though. So it doesn't suffer from the same thing that The Hobbit did. Uh, so I think it looks amazing. And I think as much as I was like kind of vaguely interested in watching it, now that I've seen two episodes... I'm definitely invested. I love that the series is only eight episodes long. Like, I'll definitely watch eight episodes of this. Like, I think if it was going to be any longer than that, I might struggle. But by the end of the first episode, it suddenly got really interesting and I'm totally with it now. It's a little slow to get going. Mm-hmm. So again, no spoilers yet. We'll we'll give you a spoiler warning. Um, 
it is a little slow to get going, but I think, but I liked that. I think it, it like it, it it eases you into the characters and the mm-hmm. world again. Um, and I think towards the uh, the end of the first episode, it really ramps up the the, the sort of the momentum. And uh, by the second episode, I felt like it was like starting to sprint. It just looks like, so expensive, though, doesn't it? Like it we kept being beautiful. like, how much money have they spent on this? This like scene? we don't even have we don't have a 4K TV. We're on a what is it, six or seven year old sort of 1080p job. Yeah, um, and it looked incredible. It it it's fucking pop. I was like, I didn't know our TV could look that good. Yeah, it looked the clarity it made our TV and the look detail better. in every frame was like. There's a, a scene which is in the trailer of a battle right between a load of elves and, and orcs and this huge spectacle battle in the rain and it was just like oh my god that that is like fantastic looking yeah but i here's a few other things i'll say in this show's um favor um one i think it it feels really welcome right now right it's been 20 years since the um the lord of we've seen anything from the lord of the rings universe and it's a lot not. of the Hobbit was out like ten years. Ago. Okay, it's been twenty years since the trilogy <laughs> that I really care about. You've forgotten about the just... Hobbit and you watched them all. I gotta say, okay, fine. Quick note on the Hobbit. I think there's a lot to like in those movies. Peter Jackson is a, a visual storyteller. There's a lot of fun. Martin Freeman is fantastic as Bilbo Baggins, and uh, and I personally still have shivers when they're in his Hobbit hole and the dwarves all sing that song. So there's some fantastic stuff in those movies. But as Kathy said. Yeah, there's too it's too drawn out. There's not enough material, and it it all feels superfluous. And that's enough. That's all I will say about the Hobbit. It doesn't have the drive and momentum and sort of and which this show has. In this show, feels grand this and is epic, full of story, yeah. just like the Lord of the Rings. This but it feels like is there's more... threat, a huge existential, yeah. massive evil. But isn't threat. this more like because so, we're watching House of the Dragon too, and we're doing weekly reviews, as I said, over on Patreon on it, and we're enjoying it so far. But we've a few quibbles with it. But this actually feels more in the Game of Thrones vein of storytelling in that this is like multiple characters from different parts of the world. Loads of different plots going on and then one very big bad, which is kind of driving like the evil force, as you say. So there's a, there's loads of really interesting stuff going on here. And uh, I, I'm really enjoying being back in a show that's really complex like this and like being in completely new sets and also I love how they visualize it whereby we can see it across a map like I find that really helpful when I'm watching a show like a fantasy show how they've illustrated it really well done yeah like I can really follow it and I often struggle with when you're thrown into a world because I never read the Lord of the Rings books I only read the Hobbit and I just don't really remember the movies if I'm being honest but I found myself being able to completely follow this, which I was concerned about given my lack of memory on the movie. It's beautiful. The maps have texture and the way mm-hmm. they dissolve into the scenery is fantastic. It feels like Just whoever to... made it like really loves Lord of the Rings. Um, well, it's these first two episodes were directed by J.A. Bayona, who is a brilliant uh, Spanish filmmaker who I have been following his career like closely and we've seen loads of films by him. So we loved The Orphanage, his debut. Oh, I love that Feature movie. Feature is brilliant I didn't horror know he made movie. This. Yeah, if anyone has seen this. And when we get to spoilers, we'll talk about, I think in episode two, some horror, he yeah. shows off his horror cred a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he knows horror. Um, he also made a, the, a great 
film with Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts called The Impossible, based on which was based oh, on the uh, yeah. tsunami. I didn't realize he made that. The oh, there's a lot tsunami. of water scenes in yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say there's a load of water stuff, and he it, they look incredible. Yeah, they look amazing. So realistic. So he's a man who's clearly has the experience in that. Um, and like notable, we were like, I mean, like this is some of the best water work I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, brilliant, wetter, wetter work as well. <laughs> uh, it's very wetter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also made the second in the Jurassic World movies, the Fallen Kingdom, which I oh, think yeah. was the best one. Um, it wasn't great, but I think its failings are in its s- s- script. There was good horror in that as well, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so interesting. Um, okay. Now back to sorry, just to finish my point about what's changed in the last twenty years and why this show feels refreshing. This, the Lord of the Rings universe is very um, it's high fantasy. Yes, yeah, sweet. It's very sincere. Mm-hmm. It's all like it, you're grounded with these little hobbits as your heroes, and they just love like potatoes, and uh, they, you know they're 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 very simple creatures. And ev- and the the people who are good are good, and the people who are evil are evil. Mm-hmm. And there's very little grey in the middle. There's a, a few like Boromir maybe. Um, then in the last twenty years, TV has transformed, right? So mm-hmm. the, these movies came out at a time when storytelling was kind of simple. You know, we had like Star Wars, good and evil, and all this kind of stuff. Nuance was in the indie scene. So, but now TV in the last twenty years uh, has become way more interesting way more nuanced and a show like game of thrones is an example of that over the last 10 years where or the wire you know probably starting back with the sopranos which was about 20 years ago yeah a monster who's kind of you know is is tender and goes to therapy yeah so it's like yeah more way more interesting and complex characters game of thrones there is no you know it's filled with people who are there's very few purely noble characters. Jamie Lannister loved him by the end. Yeah, hated you, him you at the beginning. Yeah, kind of love and hate all of them. Yeah. They're all kind of good, at, a lot like real life. And it's the same with the House of the Dragon. And it's a lot of just like political backstabbing and stuff. And 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 that. So I found it kind of and all that stuff is, is brilliant, by the way. And I love it. And it's real meaty and complex and nuanced. But you know what? I, this just felt like a breath of fresh air to be like, you know, that the, it, it it's kind of just simple storytelling. The bad guys are bad and they have fire yeah. and, they're, and they're dirty and yeah. the good guys are like uh, live in sunshine lands and and like live with nature. And so it's all very clear and easy to understand. And I also think it's the kind of sort of basic epic storytelling that is kind of suitable for kids and families and i'll say look this show is a bit intense yeah we were thinking at the beginning it might have been like felt like a comfortable 12 but now i'd say you'd want your kid to be over 12 really i think 12 would be the low the 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 floor of this um but this is this is exciting stuff for a 12 13 14 year old Mm -hmm. i think and the lord of the rings had some super scary stuff in it as well yeah and as a and i think that was this universe is perfectly geared for family i can imagine sitting around with uh, you're like a family with with kids who are teenagers, and just like everyone can get into this. Yeah, I would think so. Whereas too. the Game of Thrones, you can't sit and watch that. Yeah, that yeah. Your kids nasty. And I know, I totally know what you mean. I felt that as well. And like at the beginning, while I was enjoying it visually and like thinking it looked cool, and I agree with all that, and I loved seeing the Hobbiton or Hobbits back again, even though they're not called Hobbits. And uh, yeah, the, yeah, they're a race who are a, pr- a precursor. What are they called? Harflings. I have to look at the Harfoots. Harfoots. Yeah. Um, 
like, but I loved seeing all the stuff with you know the elves and everything like I just really love all that but I did have a thought like towards the end of the first episode I thought oh god is this show going to be boring though and then it wasn't then it got really good at the yeah. end so it's there's loads of plot in it there's loads going on and I really enjoy that we're not really looking at famous actors also I didn't recognize Lenny Henry so Dave had to tell me he was in it um because he's like a half foot and has all the like you know gear or whatever so I didn't even recognize him one or two we'll, of the actors we'll you're come like to the Irish accents in, yeah, in a minute one of the actors one or two of the actors you're like god we know them but we kind of had to look them up until we realized that the main elf character is from Saint Maud which is a film we absolutely loved and I know loads of our listeners loved as well yeah Morfitt Clark I think she's a Welsh actress she is she's like the star of the show in Saint Maud and she is blown because we were before we re- pegged who she was we were both saying Oh my god, she's an amazing. Yeah, actress. she's like the main elf actress yeah. for anyone to know, and like she plays she's Galadriel, who was Kate Blanchett's character in the Lord of the Rings. That was the other bit at the start as well. There was just in the first scene or two, and you were like, "Oh, that's Kate Blanchett's character, and that's Hugo Weaving's character." I just thought, "Oh, well, this is a bit boring if it's all the characters in the movie," but it's not at all actually. Well, that's pretty two. much it. Yeah, yeah. So for context, because we're still in the pre-spoiler section, I think I think this everyone should watch this. I would highly recommend it. I think it's it's big spectacle fun storytelling it's exciting um but it is yeah it's it predates the lord of the rings movies in the timeline by a few thousand years i think and by the way we are not experts of this text Absolutely or not, the source yeah. material but you so have read all go of elsewhere for that you've read all the books and seen all the films multiple times so like compared to me you're an expert uh sure yeah yeah um, but not compared to like actual but things. I had to do a lot of googling um, to after, remind after yourself. we turned out to do, like these place names and yeah. what's that and you know I'm not I'm not that I'm not obsessed with this talk but you're anymore. so like you were so excited for it to be back so let's go to spoiler street now so anyone who hasn't seen it we both recommend you watch it A and then B subscribe to our Patreon to listen to weekly reviews of it yeah yeah full of spoilers yeah we we are going our spoiler journey with us so it's patreon.com forward slash the cinema two or three pounds a month we're still in we're still in sterling for some reason yeah we live in Ireland now you're going to be getting weekly what are they getting this is what you can win it's actually the most we've ever done on our Patreon we're doing weekly House of the Dragon House of the Weekly Dragon. House of the Dragon Weekly Rings of Power We just did a What we've been watching On She-Hulk And Only Murders in the Building And all this other great TV We're about to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit Guys there's never been A better time <laughs> Except for the Cost of living crisis And the fact that Nobody has any money Yeah um, But there's, if you do have money There's never been A better time To spend a little bit of it On The Cinemile High Club Yeah At patreon.com Forward slash The Cinemile Plugs over Plug Spoiler over. street This is spoiler, just spoiler warning Spoiler sofa today Because we're sat on the sofa Yeah Usually we're walking for these so do you want to um, will we just talk about the sort of uh, go kind of character by character the main characters yeah um, I think that'd be useful for me that you have those notes because I, I'll struggle to remember just because it's the first time we've watched it now I'd struggle to remember all their names otherwise yeah so let's break it into sections because okay. like you say there is a lot more like the Lord of the Rings we were really just following those four hobbits mm-hmm. and then other characters came in yeah a bit by bit but they were the sort of central thread mm-hmm. Whereas here, I would argue, I think clearly the central through character is Galadriel. Yeah, 100%. She's the first character we meet. Um, and she feels like the, the protagonist. Yeah, 100%. So we kind of get her um, we get her in this beginning in this sort of elf paradise. Guys, I don't know what it's called. I didn't look that one up. It begins with V, but it's where they all go. It to, looks amazing. It's a beautiful place. But even it, in elf ha- paradise, a... kids are little shits. <laughs> yeah, no, and right. when you make a lovely boat, <laughs> that turns into a magical swan. Some mean little voices will throw rocks They're at like, it. They're like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm taking it down. What I liked about all this, I mean, look... Um, 
from the off, it set the tone. It felt consistent with what um, what I would expect of Lord of the Rings. Just this, like, almost really sincere dialogue and characters talking very earnestly to each other. Like, like in, in any other show, it almost would be kind of... It, it has an ounce of cynicism. Yeah, it, does it? it's really nice like to her see, brother, actually. Her brother telling her, you know, this lovely, like, metaphorical life lesson, which is clearly going to be replayed later in yeah. a moment of truth. I also about, feel like that brother is going to come back at some point because like he came and went very quickly and I though I can't remember who he is I definitely recognise the actor and I was like oh I feel like they're he's dead to... yeah but I wonder is there going to be some flashbacks or something or is she going to have some visions of oh, him maybe, when he died yeah. or something I don't know he just seemed like a really important character now I know he's important oh well he's got the mark on him do you remember yeah like so maybe that'll he's going to be back. a zombie or something yeah, I don't maybe. know I know yeah. part, he's important also because it's like her primary motivation is avenging her brother's death but I also felt like we might see him again I don't know so I thought that whole her whole struggle is really interesting to me um, this whole idea of this obsession with revenge and also and are how, we, how long are we like, I, this is where I got confused when she's off in the mountains hunting right for Sauron with her other elves have they been there for eons like I've, I've got very confused with like the timeline of her life I don't and then you tell I, me she's in 3000 years later still in the Lord of the Rings movie yeah I like I'm sorry I don't know right, they, right. They li- elves live for thousands of years how I mean I, honestly I was a little bit confused at the bit at the beginning of the first episode where she just dumped a load of exposition on us she was yeah. like and then Morgoth came <laughs> And then all the leaves fell from the tree. And I'm like, okay, I'm with you. And then we sailed across the ships to Middle Earth. And I'm like, okay, now you're in Middle Earth. And then the war happened. Yeah, it was And a it lot. lasted for a thousand years. And I'm like, uh-huh. And, yeah. then, and then my brother. And then Basically, the war came and her brother died. Okay, but how old is she? Yeah, I don't know. But I right? get the impression that she was in those mountains looking for Sauron. For like a good 500 years, I give or take. I hear you say that all night. A good 500 years, what do you reckon? I, I mean, I don't know. Kevin. They're like, they got sent back to the motherland for this for this journey. I feel like they they did a lot. Like like the king sent them to a place that even he's not allowed to go as a reward. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know, love. I don't know how long. I will tell you that a lot of people are annoyed online. I've read this because the, 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 the scholars of Tolkien have said that this is not matching the timeline. Okay, But of right. course, they have compressed a lot of it and of I think course, they've admitted yeah. it because, guys, it's a fucking TV show. But also, if she's live for thousands of years, like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to watch that timeline. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's really and I boring. And I don't need it laid out. Yeah. So anyway, she is obsessed, goes to the mountains with a troop, you know, and the, the, it's this struggle between when, you know, you need to stop. This evil has gone and she's... The, so you're kind of caught between... She's clearly right... And she's the only one who well, knows Well, we only it. know it's right, though, because we know Sauron's the know. baddie yeah, yeah, in I the know. next movie. But then everyone else makes complete logical sense, and she yeah. does push it too far. So I thought I thought it was... I mean, it was particularly bad when there was like they were on the top of a cliff, and it was an actual blizzard, and they're like, can we camp for the night? And she's like, no. She's like, no. no, no you're the worst team leader ever. <laughs> of course there's going to be a mutiny. Um, but then they all seem to survive. Um, they be- defeat a snow troll in a little fun scene. That was like straight out of Frozen. That's no yeah, monster, yeah. Um, and then they meet uh, Elrond and her friend. I think they have they had a nice little rapport. Um, and they meet the High King, who seems a bit sort of uppity. He, who did you say he looked exactly like? A young Liam Neeson? Yeah, he's like a young Liam Neeson <laughs> with, with Elphius. Um, uh-huh. And then she gets sent back, but she decides... Um, she doesn't decide in the moment, you know, when Elrond is like... She tells Elrond, no, I'm not going to go. But she says, I just want to go. And he, I don't want to go. And he basically and he says, kind of talks to. her into it. No, he basically says, you have to go. Yeah, basically. But Which I wish 
I, I'm, I'm sure she's wishing that she hadn't made that decision <laughs> and then changed her mind at the worst possible last minute where she has to jump off a boat. Yeah, that looked bad. In the middle of fucking nowhere. At that nowhere. point, I would have gone to the promised land. And then come it, like, back later, but I guess you can't No, I don't think back. you can that's come back, though. That's the deal, is it? Um, and, that's, and then that's pretty much her in episode one. And no, sorry. It, um, but also moving into the next episode where she basically uh, falls in love with a Hallmark movie character, this perfect man who's hot, muscular, on a log rescues her yeah, he's like he's like from a john sparks and there's like novel, what a he? worm uh you mean nicholas sparks there's yeah, like sorry. a worm chasing them underwater so that's quite cool that whole thing that was the coolest water was sequence. fantastic and yeah. some of the, there's a there's a there's a whole there's so many memorable uh, moments in these two episodes but the the one where she's swimming towards the camera and towards yeah, us class. and we're tracking backwards and it, the camera's going up and down and in and out of the water mm-hmm. and you're just getting glimpses of the sea creature i mean that's i was literally watching that going like Every time Incredible. she moves, one million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars, <laughs> four million dollars. Yeah, but the money's there. But now that you told me he made that Thailand tsunami movie, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, because that was all That's water. someone who's like an expert in filming under those circumstances. But he did some amazing stuff in that movie underwater as well. Like, like really incredible stuff. Anyway, so that's kind of where she's now. At, but then the very end was like a shadow fell over her and someone in a big boat was watching her. Uh, so we don't know yes. who that is but we presume yes. a baddie because only baddies have shadows like that <laughs> well, that's never yeah, a nice rescue mission um, and clearly I mean I'm quite enjoying the friendship between her and this sort of uh, this kind of cutthroat yeah, yeah he's kind of an interesting character also it made no sense though right? she was putting out her hand to, to rescue him and he refused but then when she fell he immediately went and rescued her so well I, like, I think the I think his what we're interested in him as he's like you know He's a one of these selfless sort of no selfish. Self- he's only in sorry, himself. sorry, selfish. Yeah, um, like he said, uh, he, was, he left them all to die because it's easy, uh, easier. Well, to he was actually right though because he just wanted to die as well. Yeah, place. I know. Yeah, but um, but he's that's clearly his journey. Is... This is where I keep getting confused. Then though, I'm like, aside from being immortal, I don't know what an elf can do. Like, she's there seems to be no benefits to her of being an elf. What do you mean? I guess she can like survive in a snow I'm, I'm Sorry, I'm, my, I'm sounding mildly frustrated because Kathy has asked me this question a thousand times <laughs> while we were watching this. In the I just sofa. don't understand what benefit, other than being long lived, what the benefit of being an elf is. What the benefit? What's, the, what's the what's the benefit of of being? Um, no, I thought they were magic. The, like I don't Isn't, think I so, thought. No. Kay, I thought I remembered Kate Blanchett being magic in the other movies. I think she does some weird magic shit. Yeah, but like they're just a race of people. They have diff- They all have different racial characteristics. They're not just like. I'm just vampires. saying. I thought they were magic, and I'm confused as to why she's just swimming around in the ocean when she could just like magic. Herself she could up. die. Her brother died. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I thought by leaping from the boat when she did, she had some powers, and that's why she did no, it. That, no, and that's what really I'm saying dumb. to you: like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's such a bad idea. But I guess being immortal, you could live. She had to the, swim back. You could swim for a lot longer than us because, like, you wouldn't get pneumonia sure, or whatever. I'm sure she's very well. Well, she seemed very fit. Yeah. Um, and then we had uh, Elrond. Um, um, who is Hugo Weaving? Who is Hugo Weaving's character? And he, he we're sort of introduced to him as this sort of advisor to the king or a poet, right? He's a he was like a speechwriter. Speech I love yeah, that yeah. we saw him writing that, and then we saw the king reading it. Was it was nicely done. But he's kind of like I'd say his political communication strategist, if I was to give him a term, because he seems to be advising on alliances with dwarves as well. Yes, he yeah. seems to be um, very well connected, yeah. as we see in in what was I think his most interesting plot is when he goes to meet his friend Durin in Khazad-dûm to convince him to help his other elf 
guy build a big thing which is obviously going to be the thing that leads to the, how they build the rings of power i guess guys yeah that was book cool readers don't hate on me i don't know any of this. no but that is what they're getting at. this show is about the forging of those rings yeah. of power so that's that's what we're building towards, and i enjoyed right? all the i really enjoyed the like and where the show's taking time with different characters i really enjoyed that when he gets he's like oh i know the dwarf prince like we're really good friends and the prince is really annoyed with him and i actually love the scene where the prince is like okay 20 years is nothing to you but like that's my whole life and you've missed my marriage you missed the birth of my kids and I thought that was a really that was a brilliant scene because it gave us insights into two characters immediately one which is the prince which takes relationships really seriously and he's very family orientated and then one which is an elf who has such a long lifespan that like in the blink of an eye 20 years is nothing to him and he can't really be a friend to a human because his time a human's lifespan is so meaningless or a dwarf in this instance sorry a dwarf's lifespan is so meaningless and then he seems to have not pitched the dwarf his idea that they like go into production together because then he appeared to be gone and the dwarf prince was saying to his dad the king nah he didn't want anything he was just checking in or else the dwarf's hiding it from the king oh oh yeah okay I'm a little confused about that yeah I couldn't quite figure that out okay write in listeners and let us know um, but I loved his the dwarf king's dwarf prince's like relationship with his wife as well. I thought that was so. That sweet. was all very yeah, sweet. It was so I wholesome. Love, I thought that whole inter yeah wholesome. Yeah, there's so much um, wholesomeness in the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. between Gandalf and the Shire people, and this this is and and I got a real vibe of this. Mm-hmm. I really believed in their relationship. It felt very authentic. Yeah, felt long lasting. And I mean, but it, both the husband and wife and the friend. It felt like a very relatable sort yeah, of... Yeah, and it didn't even feel um, like um, Elrond was there to manipulate the prince. He really did want to see him and spend time with him as well as asking him to do something. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it was just... But what I liked about it, showed us that Elrond um, is... Clearly had made a social faux pas, hadn't realised it, um, and then worked to recover and apologise it. Like, he, he is clearly somewhat empathetic mm-hmm. you know but 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 um in, in, in like careless perhaps well he's just an elf careless like, like as we've just discussed he's probably already been alive for a thousand years like it's like 20 minutes to him but it feels like years. an interaction that could happen with two humans in yeah a modern system. So and i love I, how uh, in touch with his emotions and how emotionally intelligent the dwarf prince was as well because he's kind of not what you'd expect from his exterior yeah, exactly and I found him incredibly charming. Um, if during... I could grow a beard, I would have my beard plaited like that as well. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. such a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. should do it. Um, so I, I just really loved all that stuff, and I, and I'm, I lo- I'm loving all these disparate characters who are presumably going to come together at some point and form a sort of a fellowship. And I'm <laughs> totally on <laughs> you board. Just, with that. Dave's face just lit up when he said fellowship. I like it. I'm, lo- I really like all the characters they've yeah. introduced to. I think, and I thought the the cast, as you said earlier, and you're dead right. The fact that nobody is famous really helps this show. One, because it gives them more money to spend on how the show looks, clearly, you know, or otherwise it'd be too too expensive. Though you kind of think, look, what's another million dollars here or there? Like, it's point on how much money they spend. I guess, but it's also a bit distracting if it's like, you know, yeah. oh, Ryan Gosling is, is a hunk <laughs> on a ship now. It's just like, you know what I mean? Um, so there's two more other sort of main plots. Um, we meet a elf soldier called Arondir. And this is where we're like, finally... Lord of the Rings isn't just has, all it's diverse, white yeah. people, which is Wh- what it's always which been. Which is another huge thing that has changed in the last 20 yeah, years representation. for the Yeah, representation in cinema. And like the fact that like now you think if Peter Jackson made that movie now, you'd be like, people would be saying, why is everyone white? Well, it, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, it wouldn't As happen. A, a case in point on this yeah. show. 
So yeah, we're delighted and to see that. Unfortunately, they're naturally there's a toxic Ugh. reaction online. Do you know what I just think they're like, though, what, but what's absurd what about all that? What people say is, is there's a toxic reaction online. I want to pull you up on that. What it often is is a tiny, tiny vocal minority, yeah, and, and everyone around it, it blows it yeah, up because they carry on yeah. and say there's been a toxic reaction. So what I would say is just two things Don't that I talk do. About it. What I do when I see that shit on Twitter, I report them for racist abuse. Usually Twitter upholds my reports, by the way, and they get knocked off. So be wary of me on Twitter. I love to report people. And B, just fucking ignore them and don't talk about them. Well, to up- there's n- it's, I guarantee you it's a tiny... To back up your people. point, I have not seen any backlash yeah. to it. All, you've seen All is- I've seen are the headlines <laughs> about the backlash. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so stupid. Like, it's just stupid and toxic. Yeah, it is. So let's not even talk about it. Right, but no, we were delighted. Uh, we are like, oh my God. Like even like the dwarf prince or whatever like yeah why like this is great like his wife isn't white oh look this soldier he's not white oh look lenny henry though i didn't recognize who he was like loads of the half loads of it is totally or whatever they're called yeah it's just however it perhaps is a bit unfortunate that the uh aaron deer um the the elf his first our first introduction to him is experiencing bigotry from the humans because that's because he's an elf though no i know it's just and also because he's an elf overlord in fairness like slightly holding them captive. and I thought that was interesting you know I spoke earlier about everything is is uh, black or white good or evil I think this is an area where it's in between where we get some sort of interpersonal relationships between uh, species and that well it's just it's, it's, it's kind of it's interesting but it's also back to the point of elves living too long so the elves are holding the, the humans of that valley to task for something that like their forefathers did yes so the exactly. elves are like they're evil yeah. and those people are like who the fuck are you you, we've been under your thumb for what seems like centuries. And I thought that was really interesting. They both had really valid points. Well, the el- but the elf needs to cop on because his point's hundreds of years old. Well, it was that you're, ta- you're talking about your man's commander, Arundel's commander. Yeah, he but that's why the elf. That view. He's trying to argue. Well, he certainly favorite. doesn't hold that view because he appears oh. to have a halfling child. Well, that's Kathy's theory, and I think. I mean, come on. Well, no, sorry. I think we both agreed straight yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, that that but boy's kids... ears are hidden, right? <laughs> With the, by his hair. But he cut. must know. I'm sorry. Now, in fairness, maybe there's no mirrors in Middle Earth, but like, well, you and Viney's I... got a page boy haircut, but like, I feel like you'd know if you'd elf ears. So my theory is, got elf blood. He's half elf, and his, but ear, his ears aren't showing yet. His ears aren't showing. My theory is that no, he'll never have pointy ears, but he's got elf blood. That's my theory. My theory because his blood activated that. that Sauron thing which I think would have had to be activated by elves yeah well it's, that's clearly his dad I mean they, they like they they had the, all these throwaway lines about yeah. oh your dad ran off when you were a boy <laughs> and then and you're like and then the yeah, mom right. and him were like the mom and the elf were like kind of implied they've hooked up before and like are blatantly in love with each other and like he's lurking around her back Here, door here's what I think I think he I think he I think they had one night they're so pole faced they had one night of indiscretion I, I think they are chased yeah. yeah, I think it was. I mean, a they don't up. even kiss goodbye. Like. Yeah, they they are they are they are probably clearly agreed with each other that it's too dangerous because there seems to be this. And then there they are lacking around by the races. well for the whole village. But they can't to see. keep away. But I thought I thought those two actors really expressed that yeah. really well. That that longing. Um, and also when and the, that but I raw sexual chemistry. When she was a bit obvious though, when he first walks into the pub, she just gets up and walks straight out. I was like. Be yeah. more transparent because she wanted him to come out to the well so they could so she could give him her little seeds. Oh, they're so cute! I, but mean, it, I thought, yeah, they're, and they're both and very he's attractive. So bra- people. I mean, yes, he's <laughs> yeah. so beautiful, and also he's so brave that I loved when they that's when the end of the first episode got really good for me because I was like, oh shit, like when they went off and like to hunt down the to evil hunt down that evil thing. Town, yeah, that was yeah. the end of the first episode, wasn't it? And then. Yeah. 
I love when he how brave he is that he just got like straight down in those tunnels. Yeah. So I thought that was class. Another and the other elves scene have, underwater. Have yeah, that was amazing. Right. That was when it got a bit horrorish. Exactly. There was a few horror like that was an incredible horror scene, and then the other scene, the horror scene was uh, which kind of is in tandem with that, and I liked this overlapping storytelling. We see a town decimated with tunnels, and everyone's disappeared. Yeah, then we class. have the boy, and then it cuts to the boy. Um, inspecting what he thinks is mice and we, that little glimpse of the orc face yeah. was just horrifying and then that boy somehow and I think I missed this bit he had like Sauron's brand or something yeah he found did you, uh, you don't remember that scene with the, he was with um, one of the other humans and he showed he said come here come to the barn I'll show you this thing oh, the so boy had, oh I do remember that so has he's, been hiding so he's it. had it for ages yeah we don't know how long or where he got it ah. so he's got that sword yeah and then so then he for some reason when he's holding it it takes his blood and that's why I'm like I think it needs to be elf blood and I think he's an elf yeah Yeah, and it start's burning fire right and then the mom's like are you coming and he's like sure mom just throws it in the bag walks off and like isn't it a flame nothing to worry about yeah but but flames don't seem to work like like we've seen flames evil flames like disappear come back also we've seen people hold their hands through flames and and then Dave pointed out because we saw them all walking across the hill at that point that this is now doing what Lord of the Rings does best which is just people walking walking. yeah walking yeah keep walking though how did the elves get to the dwarf land so quickly we never saw that um they walked (laughs) I presume you mean the two elves yeah uh, uh, there was well it cut to the map and then there was a few dots and I guess they just walked (laughs) that was like that would have been two Hobbit movies we're over and done with in that yeah exactly (laughs) Um, and so that's pretty much the main stuff in Aaron Deer. I think when is someone going to cut that boy's hair, and is he going to realize he's an elf? Well, I, you and I are both agreed he's a he's a fucking elf. He's a half elf, and he's yeah. your man's son. However, what we don't agree on is whether or not he is aware of his own heritage. He doesn't know he's an elf because he said, "What's one of them doing here?" About well, his, I dad? think he does know he's got the ears. He's deliberately hiding them. And he hates the elves and he himself. He's blaming. He's still. He hates half of himself. That's what I think. I don't think he knows that. But his then dad. why? But then why would he say why is one of them doing that, being there instead of being like why is your man back? Maybe again? he's trying to keep up appearances. Like has he never seen your man constantly lurking around his house before? Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe, but but they've been keeping each other. They've been keeping. Away or from maybe each other he doesn't come secrets. see the villagers that often. Maybe he hasn't been down in like. 15 years oh because la- since Elves she was so... exactly then pregnant he's not doing his job very well is he no I, do, I disagree with that I get the sense he's there all the time based on his little routine I think he's really good at his job as well like the fact that like when he went into the bar he stopped all that shit going down he's like the best sentry basically and yeah. even though all the other elves are leaving and they're packing up he like goes down those horrific tunnels and like sees what's what now he's maybe driven by love as well all the elves seem to know he's got the girlfriend as well and they're like come on mate yeah it's like the worst kept secret they're just I like think the humans the know as well yeah I because i think she's been treated as a pariah no i don't think so she's the a local healer yeah but she's been she's been, i think she's been there all eyeing her up a bit maybe i don't know as soon as your man's cow was sick you brought it straight down to her and then the cow oh that was gross ooze. yeah <laughs> that was so gross yeah um, and then we got also got that fantastic horror scene in the house with her and her son hiding in the cupboard. That's like, amazing. That was proper, proper scary, mm-hmm. I thought. 
And that's yeah, J.A.B. And then she was, by the way, we were like, oh, this is scary. And then it turned into the coolest fight scene ever. She was Oh my vicious. God, yeah, she was But I love awesome. how they fought together, her in the sun. I thought that was But it was, was really so good. well choreographed as well. And the yeah. way he got the rope and then jumped down. Yeah, that was And the, then, and then she the way it cut to yeah. the head going down. And, and then oh, she brought so the head good. to the pub. And what did she She's say? She's badass. She said something. We go to the elf tower by noon or something, by yeah. sundown or everyone's Because they wouldn't go with her previously. Yeah, that was amazing. Also, like, fair play to her. She can actually kill an orc. So, like, you'd want her on your team. Yeah, exactly. So... And particularly her son with his evil magic branded thing. And I guess the son's going to turn evil now because it will have infected him or whatever. It's certainly going to do him no good. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's on a downward slope. He's going to start whispering stuff at him, probably. certainly the least of his problems would be a load of mice under his floorboards. (laughs) Right. Let's talk about the last um, sort of plot that that we're going to follow. And that's the Harfoots. So they are. Because we were like, oh my god, Hobbiton looks so different. Did they not want to film in New Zealand? We were spiraling, and then we realized they did they're actually. Not they have. They did film in New Zealand. Oh, did they? Um, but, but they didn't use the set we were at, the Hobbiton set. No, because um, this is like old time. They're not. Yeah, this is thousands of years before. I get. I don't know any. Again, sorry, everyone. I don't know. But if also, Hobbits they're talking about a migration. So maybe because Hobbiton is like their permanent home, right? Whereas these ones seem to migrate. So I maybe the end of this. But they're series. actually a different race. They're like. They're, I guess it could be. Somewhat like you know humans they're like, to they'll ne- evolve. Neanderthals. Yeah, I yeah, say that's they, what it is. yeah, they will evolve. Into and I'd say they ended the series like series four or something. They'll settle in Hobbiton because they seem to be kind of transient. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So they're a nomadic sort of species, and also unlike um, the uh, the Hobbit, who spoke in sort of uh, west west country sort of English accents. Um, they have Irish accents. <laughs> the the Hobbits for some Irish, Irish. accents. They're very Irish. And, Some uh, of them are actually Irish, though I'd say, but they're just hamming it up. Yeah, perhaps Lenny Henry is not Irish, but but he's he did actually good doing a yeah, good I accent. Yeah, I thought he did a good I gotta accent. I got to say, so I don't mind. I don't mind people. I doing... didn't mind any of the accents. I actually thought they were all good. I just was surprised. I, I was so surprised to hear them. I think I gotta say it wasn't as um, cringy and offensive as I was expecting. No, it to be. I thought because it was fine. as soon as you hear that kind of thing, as soon as any Irish Our back person gets up, yeah. hears this sort of thing, it's just very. It tends to be very sort of it's Darby Oak, leprechaun-y. whatever on the little yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. No, I thought honestly thought their accents were fine, and I like slightly exaggerated, which I don't mind. So I was thrilled by that anyway. And then I enjoyed all of this plot. It it was interesting because we're so used to the hobbits being like central characters, and they're very much not at all in this show yet, which is interesting. However, um, Nori, who's our sort of yeah, she's hobbit cool, or yeah. ha- Harfoot protagonist. She does feel quite... Um, they seem taller than hobbits as well, by the way. When, when they were next to the man, I thought they were taller than hobbits, the girls. Oh, maybe. So the, maybe they shrink over the thousands of the years. I don't know. Um, I, um, I felt like she's very like analogous to Frodo and Bilbo in that she's got this uh, spirit of adventure and wants to Maybe she's explore like Bilbo's granny or something. Well, it would be great, 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 But they great, live great, a long time as old, though, don't they? Uh, they No, he would. He, he had his 11th-1st, uh, wasn't it? His 11th-1st, 111th yeah, that's a long time. Birthday. But he was extraordinarily long-lived because of the ring. Oh, right, I forgot about the right. ring, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that old thing. Because um, then as soon as he didn't have the ring, he became fucking ancient, remember? So they live a little bit longer than humans, but not right. certainly not as long as... Um, so we meet, yeah, Nori and her friend Poppy. I think they're really lovely and charming. I think the two actresses yeah. were very good. And they um, kind of established fairly early on that Nori's like a little bit bored and pushing beyond her boundaries. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much like a Frodo or a Bilbo. So, yeah. and, and I think you need that. 
Um, and then we also meet her parents, um, who aren't really major characters yet. Her mm-hmm. father sort of twists his ankle. No, her father doesn't twist his ankle. That thing a uh, voodoo dolls him. Huh? What? That thing did a voodoo doll thing with a stick and snapped the dad's ankle. That thing did dark magic on the dad. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. The stranger guy. The stranger who my prediction is Sauron. Yeah, I think it's an awesome prediction. And if it's not true, it's a missed opportunity. Well, it has to be. He's either Sauron or, Gand- <laughs> <laughs> or Gandalf. <laughs> Say it again. Isn't he? Uh, and, and Gandalf is an evil and voodoo darling. Gand- I don't ankles. think Gandalf is that old. I also just don't think Gandalf's evil like your man is. And so no. I think something's after happening Sauron. And he was in that cave and something happened to him. And now two things are happening where for some reason he's been shot out of the sky into Hobbiton and B, that kid stuck its blood in that thing. Yeah, and now he's going to come back again. Well, I think your theory holds up. Um, I think that the fact that we've been told that there has been no orcs sighted in years, that the darkness has been gone. Sauron has been, like, she's been hunting him for decades. Darkness is a force. He's disappeared and, and now that worm thing in the sea now the blackness is coming coming back in you know the fruit that the high king sees you know it, in this, the cow's it's all milk. emerging now it's no coincidence that this man appears now so he's clearly connected to this evil in some way um i think it's very very likely he is Sauron. Did I think there'll be an awesome Sauron in the other movies? I can't remember. No, he's this off-screen threat that you never see. He's just you, you see the he eye was a tower, of Sauron. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. No, he wasn't a tower. His eye is the only thing we experience. We never actually see him as a person. But you see him in a, in the beginning of that the movie in the flashback which is what this whole universe is set in. Who played him in that? Well, nobody he's wearing this because we see him briefly in the beginning of this. He's wearing a big black helmet and mask and so this is definitely him then that guy. yeah we've never seen him as a person though no. maybe what they're going to do what you've just given out about where they're going to make him like a complex sympathetic um character well perhaps yeah but but, but he's already done loads of damage if it was him he's already done a thousand years of damage on this planet so we can't be too sympathetic uh, yeah. he doesn't seem to know who he is though i think he's amnesia but don't forget don't forget um, so I think he's amnesia and he'll be really nice and then he'll realise who he is and he'll go evil but I think even Sauron is alright there's a, there's a few um, examples of uh, you know as much as I said it's black and white evil ca- characters in the Lord of the Rings who are evil tend to have been corrupted by evil that doesn't mean they were always so evil so evil's like so if you think this of Smay- kind of thing that corrupts a person or a exactly it's a notion it doesn't mean that some well somebody can be pure evil but they may not have always been that way mm-hmm. for instance Gollum and Smeagol um, or as is referenced in this the I forget Sauron's boss <laughs> whatever he's called um, he's a boss I the high he's... king the, the not the high king um, Elrond's new friend who he really respects who I can't remember the name of the, the older poet guy mm-hmm. who wants to build the fort he says that when Mogoth got got ex MacGuffin he stared at the the gem's beauty for so long until he realized his own vanity and evil. Do you know it was mm-hmm. like he clearly is somebody who f- slipped into, you know, evil, right? Yeah. You know, so I I feel like that surely it could be the same for Sauron. It's people who are corrupted by evil, and that was what the whole power of the ring was in Lord of the Rings. It seduces you. It, it yeah. You know, so it's and like that's evil like, is, is it something like narcissists who was staring into. at his own reflection in the water until he fell in. Yeah. It's all that kind of thing. 
Um, so, so I, th- I think he's either is Sauron, and this is his origin story. Sauron begins. I can't say it like you. But is it an origin? Say Sauron begins. Sauron. <laughs> but is it an origin story if he was evil a thousand years ago? Well, like I now guess, has amnesia. Re origin. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or he's just um, he's clearly a wizard, right? Of yeah. Sorts, right. That's so maybe he's just this season's Gandalf because they need a wizard to help them. And yeah, journey. perhaps. Um, a couple of things on this before we finish. That end of episode one with the, him coming down like a comet and that, 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 that aerial shot of him lying naked in that with the flames around him is quite uh, an impressive visual. Yeah, the end of the episode was so good of episode one. Yeah, it was fantastic. And I then, think they were right to release them both together though because I think you really needed to watch two to get Two had a bit it. more action. Yeah. And I thought the thing he did with the fireflies was really awesome. And anytime he turned, he was scary. Like anytime he turned and sort of started... At, at, at the two girls I don't think it was that scary because I was like these girls are central characters he's not going to hurt them no but but there's he's an interesting character because he seems um, like he does need help and I like that Nori's giving him this help and it shows us her character but there's a th- something threatening about it. well it'd be him. interesting to see a th- so he clearly doesn't perceive them as a threat and knows they helped him or whatever it'd be interesting to see like someone else come in he might just fucking kill them but he definitely voodooed her dad's ankle so that's really weird and I don't know why he did oh, that oh I totally missed that so yeah well, that's my theory anyway oh, wow okay well they happened at the exact same time he was but doing I, some crazy shit I thought shit. they were just happening they were just cut that way but you, you why would you I cut ha- it that way I d- well I don't know I don't know you're right maybe yeah. he influenced it but also they said um, Lenny Henry and his wife were saying to her family that like something was it like that they were due to leave in like three days but like he can't put any way they were like you couldn't even put a feather on that ankle oh, or whatever so, they'll be, oh, so, so he's he can't keeping migrate. them there deliberately yeah maybe. I think so well, that's interesting they can't migrate we also forgot to say Lenny Henry's character who's called like a, he's a trail finder so he's like a, he's like he the looks sc- to the sky yeah and, he's but, like their oracle but he he's been mapping stars and looking at signs and prophecies but we you know very pointedly the fireflies that that stranger mapped out was a constellation so I feel like that's gonna Lenny Henry is gonna be able to decipher I can't wait he wants now to that go. you're saying it I can't wait for them all to join together I think it's gonna be super exciting yeah. like remember in Game of Thrones how exciting it was when our characters finally like reunited after such in fairness to them though they kept some of them like apart this... for four seasons like yes but yeah but, but, but like I'd be interested to see though how there's so much scope in the show and I know it's based on some Tokyo stuff that neither of us have read but it's really fun for us because we don't know where it's going. So, like, I don't know if, like, the accumulation of this series one out of however many they're making is going to be them making the rings or is it, like, something completely different way earlier than that and, like, the making of the rings is, like, four seasons in. Like, I've no way, no idea where it's going. Whereas Game of Thrones, you always knew it had to end up with, like, winter coming and all that shit. That's why I think this show is quite exciting as, as, it, as it is a prequel nominally, but I feel like it's, there's it's it's covering such a uh such a a, a, a a space that was only covered in a prologue in those trilogies it is mad that it's out the same time as house of dragon though which is the same thing which is like a series based on like a really small kind of prequel factual yeah episode. yeah you're, you're right i say neither is happy that the to... other's out at the same time oh surely surely but uh, but but actually i think they both kind of are different they're quite different and yeah. I'm, I'm and i'm I, they're sitting quite nice next to each other i like I, them together it's just two hours a week is a lot for like busy people to commit to that's the thing some not everyone is going to watch both these shows yeah so they are they're, they're cannibalizing each other though sure. to be fair we say that but of the type of people like us who watch both shows we fucking hoover this stuff up yeah, that's so true, yeah. yeah 
Well, I'm glad. What a time to be alive that we're watching <laughs> like two massive high fantasy productions right I also think House of the Dragon will always have more of a zeitgeist because of the Game of Thrones and the fact that it's on every you know Sunday night and stuff I, I think know, if don't you were forget to, about the cultural impact that Lord of the Rings I'm has not, had. I'm, no, I'm talking about the TV zeitgeist. I'm saying a lot of people might store up the Game of Thrones ones and watch them all together at the end. Whereas, uh, sorry, a lot of people might store the Rings, of, Rings power. of Power and watch them at the end because I don't think week to week there'll be as much conversation. Where Game of Thrones, you kind of have to watch every week or you do get hit with spoilers and like people yeah. talk about it online and stuff. So I think... Okay, here's a question. If then. you have watched, to watch one week to week, you'd keep watching We've watched House two of episodes of each. You've just asked the question... You you think House of Dragons is the one you'd pick? I still I'd still watch them both. In no, the but end. if you had to pick one, one to watch weekly. Down. No, you'd say you can only watch what you've only got time to watch one. Like forever, you can never go back these. I mean, no, sure, fine. You can wait till the end. Yeah, which yeah. one can't you wait for? House of the Dragon, because you right. get spoiled. I don't think you get spoiled on. Oh, and d- I. But just but just whatever. Which one are you more excited for? Which one are you enjoying more? Which one are you more excited to watch? Week, I like week them both week, equally. If you only had one, I like them both equally. Because I think, but I think I'd get spoiled on. House I of think Dragon. I'd actually go with Rings of Power, and I'm really enjoying House of the Dragon after the second yeah. episode. But I think I'm really enjoying the vibe of the show: epic, high fantasy, just like good and evil, yeah, I like sword them and equally. sorcery. I just think you could save a few of these up and then have a lovely time watching them together. Like I mean, I'd happily been. Yeah, since. like I wouldn't actually binge House of the Dragon. I don't think I'd fancy a few episodes of that back to back. No, it'd be a bit grim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway. And also so so refreshing to have a show without any hint of incest in it. <laughs> right? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we'll leave it there. Um, thanks for listening. I know Thank this was you. a little bit of a departure, but uh, let us know uh, what you thought of The Rings of Power, please. Um, we are at The Cinemile on f- all the socials. We are thecinemile at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you'd like to email us. And we clearly like to talk about this because this has been a long episode so yeah. and we will continue to talk about this with you if you would like to so please do yeah please do contact and us most anyway. importantly though stay tuned for our 250 episode where we're going to see the movie of the, the century year. the century yeah. the year and the moment Michael Flatley's Blackbird we're thrilled we can't wait to go see it very excited stars have aligned for it to line up for our 250th it's yes. almost like he saw the cinema's semi-regular release schedule and said, I know what I can do with that. It's a pop culture event for the ages. <laughs> uh, um, I just can't believe we live in a world where, you know, we get a new Lord of the Rings and a new Michael Flatley. I know, yeah. In the same week. It's mad. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Okay, thanks everyone for listening and talk to you soon. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. 
Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>